to our very special grand rounds. Uh, this one is our 44th annual Pediatric Resident Awards. It's really a, an amazing day where, the, where our residents uh, recognize the faculty for all the great work they have done, uh, particularly in this uh, amazing, fascinating year of COVID-19. So welcome. Uh, I know you're filing in and uh, logging in. Please uh, be interactive. Send texts. We'll read them as, uh, as often as we can uh, in recognition of our faculty who are joining in as well. Uh, and then uh, at the end of the, uh, the latter part of the, the meeting, we'll have the Leon Kamaitis uh, presentation uh, of the award, which is uh, uh, one of the highest honors that we bestow here to any faculty member. And we're very lucky today because we have Dr. Leon Kamaitis himself here in person. Uh, we were able to, to see each other finally after, I think, 16 months, Leon, which is really remarkable. Uh, and, and we also have uh, our, our program director here, Dr. Salneritis. We have our chief residents, uh, one of our outgoing chief residents, two of our incoming chief residents, and Dr. Sharon Smith, who kind of hobbled in here. She had uh, some sort of contraption that she was, uh, but I think she's wearing a crutch now for, for, for what she's going to do. So uh, please uh, enjoy this uh, wonderful, wonderful celebration for our faculty. And uh, we promise not to talk about COVID. This will just be about celebration. So Dr. Smith, if you can come up and introduce the session. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Grand Rounds. This is one of my favorite Grand Rounds all year because I get the pleasure and joy of introducing the rising new chief residents. Our chief residents do an amazing amount of work. They're junior faculty. They deal with the schedule, challenges, problems. They make sure residents are where they need to be. They support our residents. They're just amazing human beings. Um, and I'm so excited to introduce the three new rising chiefs. Two of them, again, are here. And the best way sometimes to do that and to really express who they are and what they're all about is through a video. So I have a short uh, introductory video and then you'll get to meet them live. Gotta get that. Gotta get that. Gotta get that. Gotta get that. Dip, 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 dip. Boom, boom, boom. Gotta get that. 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 Boom, boom, boom. That I 
it, uh-oh So good it hurts, I don't want it I gotta, gotta have it, uh-oh When I can't find the words, I just go I don't like it, no, I love it My life be like It's really a team effort. <clears throat> As it takes a village to raise a child, it too takes a village to train a resident. We want to thank the attendings, nurses, PCAs, social workers, case managers, clinical nutritionists, pharmacists, and our academic office who help us become better doctors and better people day in and day out. We'd like to take a moment to thank everyone for their support and dedication to resident education. This is an important day for our program, and we appreciate you all being here to help us celebrate our honorees today. The awards presented today are for those individuals or groups who have gone above and beyond in advancing resident education in our program, whether via formal didactics, bedside teaching, clinical or administrative support, or simply via boosting the morale of our residents. We start first with our monthly awards. These awards are voted on in our monthly resident meetings and recipients are presented with a certificate to commemorate the honor. Our didactic teaching award. Each Friday morning, faculty members take time from their busy schedule to give didactic lectures to the pediatric residents. We are grateful for each and every one of these sessions. Each month, the residents vote to recognize an attending who provides outstanding teaching in one of these lectures. This morning, we would like to recognize the recipients of this year's didactic teaching awards. Please give them a virtual round of applause. Next is the Resident Recognition Award. <clears throat> the staff here at Connecticut Children supports us on a daily basis and make our days a little bit easier. Each month, the residents nominate and recognize a staff member who has been an integral part of our experience. We would like to recognize the recipients of the Resident Recognition Awards this year. Please give them a virtual round of applause. The McNeil Teaching Award. Another monthly Resident Recognition Award is the McNeil Teaching Award. Whether on the inpatient units, emergency department, or outpatient clinics, it can be very difficult to balance the time constraints of clinical care and administrative tasks with teaching. This award highlights faculty who provide exemplary teaching to our residents in the busy clinical setting. We would like to recognize those who have been awarded the McNeil Teaching Award this year. Please give them a virtual round of applause.
Next is the Nursing Recognition Award. Last year, the pediatric residents added a new monthly award to recognize the nurses who go up and beyond in providing excellent care to our patients while supporting our residents. These nurses are a joy to work with every day and can be counted on to teach us and help us become better physicians. This morning, we want to take a moment to honor the recipients of our Nursing Recognition Award. Please give them a virtual round of applause. Now we will move on to today's awards. First, we'd like to start with the Pediatric House Officer Award for Excellence in Healthcare Delivery. This award is given out to a group or an individual who the residents feel demonstrates elite delivery of healthcare. This year's nominees are Pharmacy, Respiratory Therapy, Clinical Nutrition, and specifically Aaron with Clinical Nutrition and Femi with Pharmacy. This year, the Award for Excellence in the Delivery of Healthcare is presented to Clinical Nutrition. The next award today will be the Award for Excellence in Nursing. This award will be given out to an individual team of nurses who have demonstrated excellence in both teaching and patient care. Nurses are the front lines to our patients and help the hospital or clinic run smoothly. As residents, they are the ones we go to first with our questions and provide, provide us with bedside knowledge that the books can't teach us. This year's nominees, these are past winners. This year's nominees are Grace, Jamie, Steve, Wynn, Carolyn, and Emily. And the winners are Jamie and Carolyn. The next award is to acknowledge the outstanding contribution of a staff member or group to the residency program. With 61 residents in our program, there are many moving parts from paperwork and licensure to coordinating our recruitment season to ensuring we have a place for our weekly didactics and conferences. These individuals help keep things running smoothly behind the scenes. These are our past winners. This year's nominees include Aaron, Lisa, Carlos, Kateria, and Barry. This year, the award for outstanding contribution to the residency goes to Barry. Our first individual faculty award today is the R. Timothy Brown Faculty Award given to a physician who demonstrates excellence in teaching in the affiliated pediatric field. These fields include surgery, radiology, ophthalmology, dermatology, ENT, orthopedics, urology, neurosurgery, anesthesia, and many more. Despite often having several learners from their own residency programs, they still take the time to provide excellent teaching to our group of pediatric residents. Here are past winners of the Excellence in Teaching and Affiliated field. This year's nominees are Dr. Mary Chang from Dermatology, Dr. Chris Grindle from ENT, Dr. David Hirsch from Neurosurgery, and Dr. Nicole Murray from ENT. And this year's winner is Dr. David Hirsch. Next is the Douglas H. McGilpin Community Physician Award for recognition of outstanding role model. This award is given to an ambulatory physician who provides excellent care for patients and families, who has admiral interactions with ancillary staff, and who is an outstanding teacher to residents. Here are our past winners. This year's nominees include Dr. Andrew Carlson, Dr. Jennifer Hale, Dr. Esther Oziel, Dr. Carrie Wallace, and Dr. Caleb Wasser. This year, we are proud to present the Douglas H. McGilpin Community Physician Award for recognition of outstanding role model to Dr. Andrew Carlson. The next award for excellence in teaching and acute is for excellence in teaching and acute care. 
Residents must learn to care for the sickest patients during their PICU, NICU, ED, and inpatient rotations. These individuals balance the demands of patient care in a busy setting while also um, fostering an effective learning environment for residents. The nominees for award excellence in teaching and acute care are Dr. Eric Hoppe, Dr. Elliot Melendez, Dr. Adam Silverman, and Dr. Jennifer Trotsky. And the award goes to Dr. Elliot Melendez. Next is the Faculty Award for Excellence in Teaching. This is given to an individual who is felt to have provided the best overall educational experience to the residents. This is quite an honor as there are over 180 faculty members that the residents work with. Here are our past winners. This year's nominees include Dr. Andrew Carlson, Dr. Melanie Rudnick, Dr. Carrie Wallace, and Dr. Haley Wolfgruber. This year's winner is a great role model and is highly dedicated to patient care and resident education. We are proud to announce that this year's award goes to Dr. Andrew Carlson. The last award we will be presenting today is the Milton Markowitz Award for Outstanding Contribution to the House Staff Education and Career. This award is given to an individual who is most successful with advancing resident knowledge while supporting resident career goals. Here are some of our past winners. And the nominees this year are Dr. Joanne Crowley, Dr. Patricia Garcia, Dr. Christine Skirkis, and Dr. Sharon Smith. And the winner is Dr. Patricia Garcia. We would like to thank everyone for their hard work and dedication to resident education. We are excited to be this year's chief residents and look forward to another great year. At this time, we will hand the program back over to Dr. Salazar. Steve, if you can uh, move the camera a little bit, so there we go. Thank you. <laughs> you guys are done with the computer, right? Okay, very good. Well, congratulations to uh, all the, you know, the, the faculty, and thank you to our chiefs. Uh, started off with, uh, with great strength. Uh, we're looking forward to working with you. You're now faculty members, uh, junior faculty, so you're actually reporting to me now, believe it or not. So no longer reporting to Ed in about a month. <laughs> All right, great, great to have everyone. And again, it's just amazing the, the amount of work that people have done, you know, for all the faculty. Uh, everyone deserves, uh, obviously, recognition. But, you know, for those of you who, who are finalists and the, and the recipients of the award, it just gives me great pride. And congratulations to all of you. Uh, next year, uh, we, we will do this live, uh, unless there's some other uh, pandemic, which I hope not. And, and uh, so we can actually uh, give each other hugs as people come up and we can hear the applause. People were applauding here in the room, so hopefully you're applauding at home as well. Uh, now let's uh, move on to, uh, to the, uh, one of the signature components of, of our recognition, which is the presentation of the Leon Comites Lifetime Achievement Award for Outstanding Leadership in the Training and Education of Pediatricians and in the Care uh, of Connecticut Children's in the Department of Pediatrics. And uh, the, as, the, as the award stipulates, this is clearly uh, the highest honor we can actually bestow on a faculty member. Uh, it recognizes uh, it so much in, in so many ways. And so I'm gonna have, uh, I do have some, some remarks and uh, I, I'd like to begin with uh, the, uh, this is from the, from the Oscars. And if some of you who may have gone to Los Angeles at some point, and I, I think Leon's son is here, and I think he has been at that theater perhaps, um, and, um, and here is Dr. Comites uh, with, uh, with a couple of awards that he won. Uh, and then he's been a, the recipient of so many over the years and so well recognized. And so on behalf of the Department of Pediatrics and Connecticut Children's, I'm here to announce the winner of the 2021 Leon Comites Lifetime Teaching Award. And the, this award is the highest honor, as, as I mentioned, that we can give in the Department of Pediatrics and Connecticut Children's. Um, really special thanks for, for Leon for being here today. I hadn't seen him in, in several months and it was just a delight to have him and his son is here today, which is really an honor as well. So this is fantastic. 
uh, and for, for everything that, that you have done. And, and I'm just going to show, uh, see if I can actually go forward. Uh, he's a global traveler and mentor. I've shown these slides before, but just to remind that, you know, he uh, at some point was in, in Argentina. You can see there, Buenos Aires is about 3,000 kilometers in that direction. Uh, this, in 1985, this was the southernmost town in the world. Really remarkable. That's how far he has gone. Uh, in 1993, introducing CPR in China. And, uh, and he is called the father of pediatric resuscitation. And he, uh, at, at the last time I mentioned this, he actually sent me a wonderful uh, summary in history, which uh, I've invited him next year to give a grand rounds on pediatric resuscitation and how that this actually took place, and I think he's accepted. So, so we got to find the date for him to tell us. And of course, uh, I you know I always want to uh, share this with Jean Kamaitis, uh, who uh, couldn't be here today, but she has uh, always been someone who supported the Department of Pediatrics, our faculty, certainly uh, myself and, and my wife Olga uh, very specifically. And, and so we were just honored to always have him in our presence, and it, it gives me great joy to have him here again. That's one of the things that I have missed about the Grand Rounds, not having Leon come in to shake his hand and listen to his wise counsel when he, when he does come in. The uh, recipients have been uh, uh, really a, an amazing group of people. You can see here in, in 2013, Paul Dworkin, Arnie Altman in 14, Neil Schechter in 15, Susan in 2016, Big Herson in 17, Don Hyde in 18, and Laurie Shiner in, in 2019. And of course, last year we had uh, uh, Mark Greenstein here shown with Ed Zelneritis. And uh, you can see a picture. I couldn't find one like this for Ed, uh, so I'm going to have to come up with a cartoon for Ed that, that we can actually have at some point. So uh, this is what it used to look like, if you remember the, uh, you know, the grand rounds, and uh, you can see there uh, Jim Moore is very attentive, and so is Gary Lapidus and Aaron Zucker and others that are looking and see who's going to win this. And uh, so, the, so for the virtual audience shown here in pre-COVID time, uh, I am extremely <clears throat> pleased to announce that the 2021 uh, recipient is Dr. Ed Zellneritis. And uh, so congratulations, Ed. Dr. Zelleritis, best known to all of you as Dr. Z, first joined the faculty at the University of Connecticut School of Medicine in 1984. Since that time, he has distinguished himself as a highly accomplished pediatric neurologist, a consummate teacher, a mentor, and a nationally and internationally recognized academic educational leader. For the past 37 years, Ed's contributions to the Department of Pediatrics, our School of Medicine, and Connecticut Children's have been transformative and exemplary greatly advancing our undergraduate, graduate, and postgraduate medical education programs. During his tenure, Ed has devoted himself, and I think everyone would agree to this, to every task assigned to him and more with unending energy, unwavering enthusiasm. You will find him here at 4.45 in the morning. I don't think there are many program directors in the country that actually do that, and then leaves at 7.30 p.m. It was only the pandemic that actually got him home sooner. Most importantly, Ed has mentored more than 500 pediatric residents and fellows and overseen pediatric training for more than 3,000 medical students. The decision to award him the Commodities Award is based on three specific elements of his career, and I'm going to mention them briefly. This slide here, this is from, May, from a 1991 graduation, and yes, that's me there shaking Ed's hand. Uh, in May of 1990, during my second year of residency training in pediatrics at UConn, uh, Dr. Z was appointed as director of our pediatric residency program. He was charged by Dr. John Ray, then chair of pediatrics, with restructuring the residency recruitment process and formalizing and reorganizing the ongoing systems of evaluation and promotion of residents. And he took over after a very difficult time. We were, had a really poor match uh, that particular year and the year before. And he was tasked by John in, in John's way, you know, Eddie, get over here and start doing it. I think he used other words, but I'm not going to mention those in the, in the, if, for those of you who remember John Ray. To do so, he overhauled the faculty advisor program, enhanced remediation activities, and initiated a system of companion resident peer support. He established the weekly two-hour mandatory teaching curriculum, which to this date stands. And that's something that Ed created back in 1990. The annual pediatric resident and fellowship research day was initiated by Ed, which we will have, I think, next week, Dr. Smith, that's right, in two weeks. And as part of our grand rounds to showcase the research of, uh, of, our, of our residents. In 1993, as soon as he took over the residency program, he was responsible for successfully receiving a five-year reaccreditation of the residency program, 
and receiving accolades from the Residency Review Committee for its outstanding work. The committee felt it was one of the best applications they had ever seen and subsequently used this model for other programs. Not surprisingly, the pediatric residency program has been successfully reaccredited without any interruption for the past quarter decade. In April of 1996, at the time, all pediatric clinical programs relocated to the newly opened Connecticut Children's. And you can see here a slide of the children's not quite finished yet. I don't think we were in there with, you know, with that tent or that cape over the, of the globe. Uh, this is just showing you the building of, of Connecticut Children's. We just celebrated 25 years. Ed became the full-time director of education for the Children's Hospital, as, as well as assistant dean for education at the School of Medicine while retaining his role as pediatric residency director. In this new role of director of education at Connecticut Children's, he convened three task forces, one for, the, for undergraduate education, one for graduate education, and one for continued medical education. The undergraduate task force restructured what was supposed to become the multidisciplinary ambulatory clerkship and fourth-year medical school elective programs. We take all this for granted, but this is what Ed did. He has done for so many years. And again, it's easy to say, well, this is what we always do, but we didn't do it that way. And he actually reshaped it and changed it and modified it into the point where we are today. To graduate medical education program, he was, was redesigned to emphasize primary care with a greater number of longitudinal experience. To this date, the footprint he developed for residency training continues to serve as a model for excellence in graduate medical education. Now, not all is serious business. And uh, uh, I, I think you, you know, here's, I don't know what he's wearing on his head, but it's a, a beautiful, uh, some, some form of, maybe there's a story behind the tiara that Ed wears. And you still have that, Ed? I think that he, probably, he probably does somewhere. Um, and here's attending the resident picnic at Paul's. And, and you can see two people in the background. Uh, one, one is Olga, actually. Uh, and then next to her was Natalie. This is Natalie Besler. I think this was her. At, at the residency uh, coming, the entrance coming in. And so Natalie's one of our faculty members now and her husband is right next to her. Uh, and and you, you can see some of our other faculty and Ed uh, a few years ago. And Ilana, yeah, Ilana's here also looking and smiling and did, I don't think she knew about all the pathway stuff that she was gonna be doing very shortly. Uh, but it, you know, again, this just shows you, you know, how much impact Ed has had over so many years. In my opinion, the change in our pediatric residency under his leadership has been nothing less than transformative. In my current role as chair of the department, I have seen firsthand the high quality training that our residents benefit from during their three-year experience at Connecticut Children's. His expertise in residency curricular planning and operational abilities is well recognized nationally by his peers. Ed's caring and compassionate approach to residency training devotes then the time he devotes to the professional development is unequal. And I think all the residents would agree with me that you know he is he is our residency program without any doubt. As a token of their appreciation for his tremendous leadership and dedication, Ed has been chosen as the Milton Markowitz 14, in, I think 14 or 15 different years, to the point that we had to change the name of the award to the Markowitz Celleritis so that somebody else could perhaps benefit from that. And now we honor that through his award is not just Dr. Markowitz, our former chair, but also Dr. Celleritis in that element. And that, that, like the Commodities Award, it recognizes outstanding contributions to the house stuff, education, and career development. The second criteria is encouraging the development of leaders in academic and the community. Ed has been a true academic leader, an outstanding citizen and a mentor within the School of Medicine and the community at large. During his tenure as Assistant Dean for Education, Ed provided coordination between Connecticut Children's and the School of Medicine. On a regional basis, he co-founded the Northeast Pediatric Program's Directors Meeting and served as his chair for two years. While Ed Bates' focus has been on pediatric residency training, he has remained intimately involved with medical student education. He has been a member of the pediatric department's undergraduate medical education committee, and his capacity helped implement a number of curricular changes at the medical school. He continues to teach and support students in the clinical settings during their third and fourth years, and has been a faculty advisor for hundreds of medical students that go to him when they need advice of where to go, how to do it, how to apply for residency, and which projects to take on. As if that was not enough, Ed has volunteered to work with medical students at the South Marshall Clinic without interruption during this tenure, perhaps now not in the COVID era. In fact, he has been selected on numerous occasions as the Volunteer of the Year faculty member by the medical students. Um, and he has also received the highly prestigious Kaiser Permanente Medical Student Teaching Award. His contributions to the medical student education and mentoring are no doubt a major reason for why almost one fifth of our medical school seniors apply to pediatrics every single year.
It is well known that a call or a letter from Ed to a residency program director throughout the country will greatly enhance and I think will guarantee that that individual will be accepted into that residency program without a doubt. Everyone knows Dr. C. Everyone who comes here says it's Dr. C. You know, he's famous. Just some slides showing. And then his, here's his amazing team. Uh, I protect them all the time. He's smiling. Ed, uh, the, the third criteria is the promotion of service to others. Ed is also a, con a consummate clinician. While the vast majority of his time is spent in educational activities, he has to this point continue to provide clinical service during two and a half day clinical sessions per week. He's a member of the neonatal follow-up program, which has been evolved since, with his arrival to the institution. In addition, he does a session of general pediatric neurology every week and is highly sought after as a consultant and for second opinions. If I need something in pediatric neurology, I go to Ed. Ed, Ed will tell you he knows, he knows details. He knows things that no one else knows and, and, will, and will cite him. And he'll cite you a reference that he read last week. His teaching evaluations by resident students are uniformly excellent and clearly place him in the top 1% of education without any doubt. His daily presence in clinical mentoring during inpatient resident handoffs is legendary. He comes in every day, every day. And one of the hardest things for the pandemic was for him not to be able to be here every day, but he logged in through Zoom. So he came in and he would actually come in, uh, would sneak in. I didn't know about this for a while, that he would sneak in at 530 in the morning before anyone was here. Although I told him to stay home, not come into it. He was not vaccinated at the time, but he would come in very quietly when no one was here, go up to his office, sign everything he needed to do. And by six o'clock, he was out of the building. He shared that with me a few, you know, a few months later. Hopefully now he's vaccinated, he can actually do it. Of course, uh, he also plays Santa Claus, was one of, the, one of his traits. He loves doing this. And here's with, in 2019, with no masks. I think that was the last time we had something like this. You, he had a mask, yes, exactly. He was the only one that was protected, although you're not covering your nose. So this is the way the Texans wear their masks, or Floridians. And this is pre-COVID graduation. I thank you, Dr. Smith, for sharing some of these slides. Um, I'm not sure what we were talking about. It was probably something very serious because I, I looked stern. I said, really, Ed, do we really need to do this? In summary, I, I can think of very few people of any who have contributed as much to the Department of Pediatrics than Dr. Z. So education is the soul of the School of Medicine. Ed is the soul of the Department of Pediatrics. He has insisted that we recognize our responsibility to education in all of our activities. He has transformed the residency program into a highly competitive nationally ranked pediatric program. His abilities have been recognized throughout the election, through his election to both regional and national office and member of the pediatric program directors groups. His advice on residency operations and curricular planning is valued above all others. He has demonstrated outstanding leadership and developed innovative curricular offerings as part of our pediatric residency, which are being used as models on a national basis. On a more personal note, I could not be prouder and honored to have served as, as one of Dr. Z's pediatric residents, chief residents, and for almost nine years as his chair and colleague. Ed, uh, my friendship with you is something that I will cherish forever. It's, it's one of the most important things that has formed and shaped me in my own professional career. And it, it gives me the great honor that you're receiving the Leon Kamayas Lifetime Achievement Award. I, feel, I can't. <laughs> and Ed says that my mother is the only person he ever danced with. And that's true in one of our graduations. I'm going to share that with her. I'm going to, and I think I have a video of that, by the way, because my dad was filming that many, many years ago. So we're going to find that chair, and that's going to be for the next year. Uh, so, so Ed, congratulations. I'm going to ask now Dr. Kamaitis to come up and uh, introduce the award as well. Leon. Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Salazar. Thank you for your always very kind words, and I'm thrilled to be here. And thank you for uh, allowing me to be a part of this uh, tremendous uh, celebration. Um, I've known Ed since he came here in 1984 uh, and uh, followed his career. And it's an honor for me to be associated uh, with him in any way possible. I must tell you, I'm thrilled to be here this morning just to see faces. Um, it's been so long that you stare at a screen instead of actually into people's eyes. And uh, it means a tremendous amount to me. I didn't realize exactly how long it's, it has been 
until I was getting ready this morning to come here and I suddenly found I forgot how to knot my tie. <laughs> it took me a few tries, but I finally got it right. It came back to me and I thought I was finished. And then I realized that people would see all of me. So I had to put my pants on, <laughs> but I did that. So I think I'm all dressed now and uh, I couldn't be more thrilled uh, to be here in order to honor uh, Ed. I don't know, Ed, whether you remember this, but approximately 30 years ago, uh, I was doing a consult at John Dempsey Hospital. And um, I came off the elevator, and as I came off the elevator, I met Ed. And Ed shared with me the fact that he had just been offered the position of a director of the residency program. And I discussed this with him and in my wisdom of long experience and told him that this was not the job for him and proceeded to enumerate to him all the reasons why I thought this was not the right decision for him to make. <laughs> my major purpose here today for coming here today is really to thank Ed for having paid no attention to everything I've said, because I was clearly absolutely wrong. You have done an outstanding job in this, as we have, as we have heard. And we've heard that you've trained or you've had the influence on the decision-making of over 500 residents and medical students. But what I think that represents is thousands upon thousands children and of parents who are the beneficiaries of good health and well-being as a result of the advice which you gave their physicians. And for that, you need to be extremely proud. I thank you very, very much, Ed. I can't think of anyone who deserves the award more than you. <clears throat> thank you very much. Hi, Dr. Z. I just wanted to jump on here and say thank you so much for all your help during this past year. I can really speak for my class when I say that you have been an amazing leader and teacher and ally for us. Um, we really appreciate everything you have done and you have done amazing things for this program and it does not go unnoticed. We really, really appreciate it. Um, we wish you all the best in uh, your retirement and spending more time with your family um, and we hope you enjoy it so much. Hi everyone, my name is Elaine. I'm one of the third year pediatric residents. And I'm Jing, I'm one of the other third year pediatric residents. And we are so excited to hear that Dr. Z is winning this award as we can think of no other person more deserving. So on behalf of the third year residents, we wanna thank Dr. Z for all he has done for us. From the endless supply of Diet Cokes to the readily available career advice, his mentorship has helped each and every one of us become the best pediatricians we can be. As residents, there's nobody quite in our corner, quite like Dr. Z, and we want to say an enthusiastic thank you and congratulations, and we hope that you will enjoy this time with your beloved wife and your family. So thank you. Thank you. So um, as you know, being a connoisseur of the Icelandic uh, nation, um, Icelandic people have a very hard time being sentimental, expressing emotion, such as gratitude, um, and joy, and 
appreciation. Um, but we are feeling all of those emotions. Yes, you can um, see it on our faces. Even though we're Iceland again, have a terrible time uh, communicating it. Um, yeah. From from the bottom of my heart and mine, and on behalf of all the Icelandic residents um, in the past and hopefully in the future, um, thank you for opening up um, your residency for us, uh, helping us. Um, achieve our dreams, um, learn so many different things, meet so many amazing, impressive people, um, and just you know being an excellent um, source of support and resource for us. Um, I, you know, yeah. obviously we're very comfortable expressing these emotions. <laughs> and um, I would like to say on behalf of all of the year twos that we are very grateful for you and we love you and you sincerely um, deserve this award that I cannot pronounce because we're Icelandic. Chamaitis? Chamaitis. Sorry, sorry, we butchered it, but you, you really deserve this, so congratulations. Thank you. Hi, Dr. Z. I just wanted to say that I'm really glad you decided to retire after our class graduated so that we got to have you the whole time as program director. I remember coming up here in April before intern year to look for housing and came up to the hospital and met with you and you knew that I was going to be far from my family and you offered to help me build all of the new furniture I was having to get for my new place and I just knew from that interaction that we were always going to be supported by you and I really appreciated that. Leadership is about making others better as a result of your presence and making sure that impact lasts in your absence. Since the beginning of his career, Dr. Z has influenced so many people within and outside the field of medicine. His dedication and passion towards helping shape future physicians is something I will always carry with me as I continue my career. Dr. Z truly cares to see each and every one of his residents succeed, and he does so with grace, kindness, and encouragement. One of the biggest reasons I chose Connecticut Children's for Residency is because I knew I would always find a mentor and leader in Dr. Z, and I'm grateful to have learned so much from him. Like the quote states, he truly made me, and so many others, better as a result of his presence, and his impact will last for years and years to come. Thank you, Dr. Z. Congratulations. Well, good morning, everybody. This is a pretty humbling experience here. I'm not sure with all the names I see on it, and particularly the name whose word it's in honor of, uh, that uh, my name belongs with those. But I'll try to summarize a few comments, and I'll try to be brief, which I rarely am. I would say that uh, uh, one of the Icelandic connections for the Icelanders in that video is the first Icelander was brought to the University of Connecticut and to the pediatric program by Dr. Kamaitis. This is a very important connection that was. I'd like to talk just for a few minutes about what it means to trying for three decades to change lives, lives of children, lives of families through a residency training and whether or not that matters. I started this out by being turned down twice when I applied for program director. And then the third time uh, was because they couldn't negotiate a contract with the person they actually selected. And they said, are you still interested? And did I have any pride to it? Because I said, yes. I didn't know when I said yes, that in fact, we had 12 citations at the time. I thought citations could be good, but it turns out in this case, they were not good. And we were about to lose our accreditation. We matched, as said before, three out of 12 positions, and I had no background or experience in medical education other than teaching students and residents. There we go. All right, as of June 17th, which is Icelandic Independence Day, in case anybody's keeping track of it, um, 539 residents will have graduated on my watch. 19 did not. 
There are currently 105 in community practice. We have 11 faculty institution based and currently 52 subspecialty faculty here. So they go away and they come back or they stay completely, but we're pretty selfish in that we're actually educating our workforce and we're getting a very good workforce indeed. But did all this matter? Well, the children, I, we calculate this out in terms of average number of practitioners, so we'll, the graduates will take care of 3 million children. But does that matter, just numbers? David Ash, who's the director of the Center for Health Equity at the University of Pennsylvania, did three important studies. He studied 7 million obstetric deliveries and showed that over a period of 15 years that the outcome, the complication rates for obstetricians was directly related to the program in which they trained. Pretty amazing piece of data. Wasn't enough, he went back and showed for displaced fractures and hip replacements, the same was true for orthopedists and for diabetic care and congestive heart failure care, the same was true for internal medicine. I heard him present this in the audience at the ACGME meeting and it was pretty humbling because I thought, oh my God, if I didn't do this right, I've affected a whole lot of children and their families. So yes, it does matter. Then I thought, how have I done? Well, we get residents into successfully into respective practices. Uh, they have longevity in practices. They get prestigious fellowships. They get academic appointments and promotions and become indeed part of our leadership. I have no indication of failure but I have no objective data. I believe and pray residents have been trained well on my watch because it does matter. So what do I hope for now? I want a successor to take the platform that we've established over the last three decades and take it to the next level because we are indeed a premier hospital, a premier program and a premier department and we're capable of that. I would like a role that I can play in launching and supporting the successor, not replacing and not taking over for it, but we've got an accreditation coming. We have a cell study coming. I intend to stay involved. I'm not retiring completely. I'm retiring from the state of Connecticut and as program director, but I'm gonna to stay to help with education and see my patients and continue to be helpful for the patients and their families. And I hope for continued health. I'm a pretty healthy individual for 73, I think even sneaking in the hospital, I didn't manage to get myself very sick. And I hope that success is not just professional, but also personal. Married now 51 years on the 4th of July to my wife, who I met in the first grade in 1954. We have two wonderful children, and I have a grandchild who's a pip. She is a real good. So I'm going to spend more time with these people, and uh, they seem to care that I want to spend more time with them, and more time with residents, more time with students. So what now? With all humility and gratitude, thank you for all that you've done. It really gave me any measure of success. I couldn't do this alone. This came from faculty. It came from people like John Ray, Paul Dworkin, Juan Salazar, Dr. Kamites, in spite of your advice. And I want to tell you, they, they put my office, my first office as program director down by security at the health center. And there was a retired professor emeritus in the next office who came around and gave me some amazing advice. His name was Milton Markowitz. And we had daily conversations about how I should be doing and problems I was having with the residency. There have been many, many others that have made me any measure of success that I've been. And I thank them and everybody, and I look forward to continue working with you. Thank you. Thank you uh, very much, uh, Ed, uh, for everything you have done. It's just really remarkable. Uh, we, we do have a, an additional guest here in the, uh, in the auditorium, uh, or our studio. Uh, he's the shortest one in the team. So Gil Perry, if you can come up here for a second. <laughs> Gil is uh, president and, and chief operating officer at and, and, and Gil has, has been a, a great presence through our education for so many months and years. He's always uh, tuning in and, and giving us advice. 
uh, and uh, and managed to develop uh, an amazing relationship with Ed. I think from uh, probably the best one that he's ever had with the administrator, uh, because you're more than that, Gil. And now Gil is this is his last week here at Connecticut Children's, uh, physically, but uh, but you know he'll remain in our hearts forever uh, with everything that he does. So we we recognize Gil and your devotion to education. He's going to Riley Children's, who is very lucky they're going to get him there. It's a wonderful children's hospital, and he's going to make it uh, you know, far better, top five for sure, in the next few years. So Gil, thank you for being here, part of our educational model, and I know that uh, you've always cherished Dr. Z and, and what he has done, and Dr. Kamaiti. So Leon, if you want to come up here too, if you don't mind, and uh, you know, ask if Gil has a few words to the, to the residents and faculty. This is, go ahead. Thank you, Dr. Salazar. Um, to the residents and faculty, um, we know all that Dr. Z has brought to us. Um, Every morning when I'm on Triple L, which is our morning huddle, Dr. Z is there. Not only is he there, he's there early. Um, and I've even tried to beat him to huddle once in a while, but I can't do it. He, he's always there early. And he's always representing our students well. Um, he's listening attentively to what we have to say uh, that's happening in the hospital. Um, but his passion for education is like no other. I've been at this for over 20 years, and um, I would put him up against any medical education residency director in the country. Um, so we know the impact that you've made here at Connecticut Children's, and I'm forever grateful for the partnership. Um, I am better because of Dr. Z, and uh, I will tell you that he's going to impact kids in Indiana because of what I've learned from you. So thank you very much. And Dr. Kamides, thank you for all that you've done for this organization. Um, you're a patriarch of Connecticut Children's, and we are forever grateful uh, for your contribution and your continued engagement with us. Thank you very much. Thank you, Gail. And that, uh, that concludes our Grand Rounds uh, presentation for this morning. Thank you for joining us. Really momentous event. Uh, I think this is recorded, so if people want to go back and listen to Ed's words and Leon's words, I think it would be something to, to remember for a long, long time. So congratulations to all the faculty. Thank you to our chiefs and our residents and Sharon for doing this. Uh, most of all, thank you, Ed, for, for doing this for so many years. All right. Enjoy the day. We'll see you uh, next week. And I think this Friday also there's an event. So take care. Bye-bye. Thank you.